Welcome to the Red Rain Podcast. Here is your host from SB Nation's Revenge of the Birds, Walter Mitchell. Thank you, Kyle Little Rock Ledbetter from Slam Diego. Uh, happy to be here this morning with you to discuss uh, the Cardinals' um, disappointing 34-10 to loss at home to the surging Carolina Panthers. Um, there are two basic questions that I want to ask everyone going into the podcast. I'm going to offer my own thoughts, but... I'm going to post this on Twitter and at Revenge of the Birds. Is uh, It seems now pretty clear that the formula for being the Cardinals is, one, um, a ball control offense that um, features a heavy dose of the running game and thereby keeping the Cardinals' offense off the field for lengthy, lengthy stretches. And then uh, on the flip side, try to pressure the quarterback and play sticky man coverage on the receivers. And when, with Kyler Murray assigning one of the best best athletes to shadow him. Um, and thus, uh, you know, enabling them to play man. Uh, because the Cardinals are having trouble separating uh, versus man coverage. Although Christian Kirk is doing a good job, but the others are not. And we're going to talk about that um, in a minute. Um, but... Um, those are the questions. So if you were the Cardinals head coach, Cliff Kingsbury, and uh, their defensive coordinator, Vance Joseph, what would you do to count, counter this formula? That's heavy on my mind right now because, as we know, last year, um, as the weeks went on and the Cardinals, you know, the teams studied the tapes, they had an effective game plan against the Cardinals that, that worked, particularly when Kyler was a little banged up. Um, and so now um, the Cardinals have a major challenge in front of them. They, you know, teams have put on tape what it takes to beat the Cardinals. You know, I'm saying this with, you know, after 10 games, the Cardinals only have two losses, which is awesome. And, um, you know, the, this is a great place to be if you're going to try to um, come up with the reverse formula for um, what's, what's beat them twice um, and almost beat them a third time. Um, when they, when the Vikings missed a, you know, chip shot field goal that would have won them the game. So, um, and other close games. Um, but anyway, um, to the game yesterday, the, you know, early in the week when Cliff Kingsbury basically, uh, turned the Wednesday practice into a walkthrough because, because of the Cardinals, uh, long, list longest list of the year of injuries um that was a foreboding change in in um in routine um i thought at the time uh oh um whenever you break routine like that and you know i know chris kingsbury was frustrated because he's been getting a lot out of those wednesday practices and hopefully this week they can return to um a a semblance of normalcy in their preparation for the Seahawks. Um, but that was, that was evident in this game. They did not look um, energized or prepared the extra rest or whatever they did. Didn't help um, in this game. They were flat on both sides of the ball and uh, 
you got to credit the Carolina Panthers who um, on the flip side, they were energized during the week by the addition of Cam Newton. Um, and, uh, you know, they believe they're a playoff caliber team. I mean, I believe that as well. I think they're loaded to tell you the truth. Um, what's been nagging them has been inconsistency at the quarterback position, but PJ Walker did pretty well yesterday doing his job and cam, uh, scored, you know, was counted for the first two touchdowns and basically what the, what the Panthers did was they reversed the script on the Cardinals, the script for what the Cardinals put together in Santa Clara the week before against the 49ers. Turn, take uh, early, you know, create early turnovers and convert them to points and jump out to a 14 nothing lead. Um, and that always is a great way to start a game and to gather momentum. And now, you know, the whole team is, is uh, fired up and, and, uh, coming after it the way the Panthers were. Um, unfortunately, uh, there was a big turnover early on Colt McCoy with the strip sack. Um, and then, you know, Cam coming in and running the ball in. And you can't try to tackle Cam high. You've got to go low. Um, I was sort of surprised at the way uh, the Cardinals attempted to tackle him. Um, that's something to put in the bank in case we have to play them later. But, um, and then his, his throw to Robbie Anderson, which is a tough play for any corner to make with Anderson's speed and, you know, quick out pass. I just kept thinking to myself, wow, wouldn't that have been a great way to end the, the, the um, Packers game if we had a quick receiver run an out pass instead of that, uh, the um, back shoulder uh, audible or intended audible to uh, A.J. Green. But anyway, that's shoulda, coulda, wouldas, and we've got to move on from all that. Um, but, uh, you know, the Cardinals, uh, what surprised me was I thought the Cardinals would have a better chance against Carolina this year because Cardinals are much more physical than what, what they've been in the past. Um, they were not in this game, uh, unfortunately, but, uh, but in the in the past, the, the, the Panthers have bullied the Cardinals with their physicality. Unfortunately, you have to say they did it again yesterday. And um, hopefully if the Cardinals have a chance to play them again this year, that will change. Um, they're going to need uh, to reverse the script on all that. But, you know, when you think about this 17-game season and the mental and physical toll, uh, teams are going to have games like this. I mean, we've seen it repeatedly around the league. It's not an excuse necessarily, but it's also a reality that, you know, this is a marathon and not a sprint. And um, if, if, you know, there's a week where you don't come ready and primed and, you know, bring full energy and commitment to a game plan and to the execution of it, then you're going to see what, what happened to the Cardinals yesterday. Um, I was kind of surprised that, uh, I thought going in, I was pretty confident in Colt McCoy, um, uh, but they really took him off his spot, and he uh, he was so unflappable versus the 49ers. I really liked you know his comportment in that game and gave me confidence. But uh, in this game, it was vastly different. He was pressured um, and and hurried, and made a very uncharacteristic try to throw back on the run uh, interception. 
um, that, you know, you're taught in little in pop Warner. That's you typically a recipe for disaster. Um, and the thing was, was that Antoine Wesley wasn't even really open, um, on the play either. So it'd be one thing if he was open, but he wasn't, um, he had stopped his route actually, cause it was cut off. But anyway, that was tough. Um, the going for it on fourth down at that time, I have to be honest. I'm everybody's an armchair quarterback at that point in the game. I felt like you got to punt it and put pressure on the young quarterback, PJ Walker and not give Cam Newton, um, a chance with a shorter field to get back in there. Um, you know, hindsight is always 2020, but there's the other thing is that, you know, it's quarterback sneak with quote McCoy and went nowhere. Um, and just got clogged. The, the Panthers played it perfectly. They were sitting on it. And, uh, you know, obviously in retrospect too, um, you know, you got a guy like Streveler who's better at that. Um, could have, could have used him or, um, should have, could have, would have, I know, but, uh, um, Cardinals really rushed into that play too. Um, and, um, in retrospect, would have loved to see different play call there, obviously. Uh, and I don't know how well-versed McCoy is in converting those plays, but he did the week before. Um, and But it took him three, you know, it took him second and third efforts, if you recall, the week before um, to to uh, get the ball over the over the line. But uh just didn't happen in this one. And then the, the Panthers capitalized and, I'll tell you what, that Panthers team, their defense, Cliff Kingsbury said it was the fastest defense they're going to play this year. I thought the Jaguars were pretty fast, and I think they have an up-and-coming defense. But but Kingsbury's right. This this uh, this Panthers defense has all the ingredients. I mean, pretty stout up front, um, and they are quick to the ball. I mean, that kid Shaq Thompson – um, is quite the talent as a linebacker. And today, it's speed to the football. It's always power, but it's also speed to the football. And um, the Panthers have the formula there. The Cardinals have been improved on defense in that manner, and that's why they've been doing so well. But yesterday, uh, they got exposed again by the running game. Uh, Christian McCaffrey um, basically ran, um, uh, you know, at will. Um, the quick trap play they had was perfect against the Cardinals defense because when when they've studied the tape, um, they know the Cardinals linebackers, for whatever reason, play on their heels and not on their toes. And they don't step up fast enough um, and fill fast enough. And that's something I just don't continue to not understand. Um, I know that Vance Joseph uh, has lauded Jordan Hicks repeatedly for, you know, saying how great he is. Um, you know, and Hicks, to his credit, does a lot of good things. I mean, he's a very good blitzer. He's also improved in pass coverage. He nearly made an amazing interception. So that part of it really like. But the part where, you know, I mean, did you see Jordan Hicks once in this game make a stop at or near the line of scrimmage? Um, and uh, I didn't see it. And, uh um, nor did I see it from Tanner Vallejo, who I think is missing out on a golden opportunity given his snaps. Um, uh, he 
you know, on one of those quick plays, he way over, over, uh, you know, jumped to the outside to into the C gap. I have no idea why he did that. Um, and uh, the one player we really have who has a college tape of, of tremendous fill and plug and stick um, tackles at the Mike linebacker position is, is of course, the first round draft pick saving Collins. And for whatever reason, with Collins, uh, they're just not really employing him frequently enough. Um, but he's a key, I think, down down the stretch if we're going to really try to attack this, you know, heavy dose of the running game. And here's the other thing was that, you know, there were on occasions when they oversold to clog the middle, McCaffrey was able, able to win, bounce it out and for big chunk yard plays to the outside where the Cardinals defense edges were crashing down and then left nothing to the outside. Uh, the great irony is we had a player in Hassan Reddick who was really good at, at contain um, the Cardinals uh, sacrifice that uh, they've got athletes who can do it. I, I think they got to reshuffle the deck and get some athletes on those edges I still don't understand why we're watching Chandler Jones in coverage trying to cover Robbie Anderson early in that game where you could really you know, pressure P.J. Walker um, and make things miserable for him, taking him out of the, Jones out of the pass rush early and giving Anderson a wide-open throw from Walker was only going to get their confidence going. I don't understand that at all. Um, I also didn't understand putting Lecky Foto on the edge um, on one of the plays that McCaffrey bounced to the outside for like 15 yards. That I don't understand. Um, it just seems the game plan was, was, uh, was not, not effective, whatever they were trying to do. I mean, you had to know coming in that McCaffrey was the guy to stop. Um, they didn't shadow him. Well, Isaiah Simmons had trouble guarding him, but then again, virtually every defender on the planet is going to have trouble guarding Christian McCaffrey. He's too quick out of his breaks. You have to, you know, um, tail him and double him. You really do because uh, he's just, you know, he's going to duke you, deke you one way and then cut off his break and he's going to be open and got to give Walker a lot of credit. He just hung in the pocket and delivered some dimes to McCaffrey in the, in the passing game and, to others coming across the middle. Um, Walker was pretty effective. So, um, you know, that was frustrating on the defensive end. Marco Wilson was in a couple, you know, good spots to try to be close. But, you know, then he had the just panic um, pass interference on the deep pass by Cam um, where he didn't really have to do that. Um, you know, that was shades of, Cardinals in 2020 um, and I know Marco will probably you know look at that and make adjustments he's a he's a fine young player and the Cardinals are getting a lot out of him um, Buda Baker was you know came up and made some some good tackles but he had to in this game because no you know they're getting to the third level uh, consistently and we saw the Packers do it with Jones and Dylan, and now, you know, we've, we've seen the, the Panthers do it with McCaffrey. 
as I was peeking down the schedule, I mean, the, certainly the Seahawks are going to try to do this with Chris Carson um, in the upcoming game. And their running backs, they're going to really, you know, try to hop on this uh, formula, hop right into it with ball control and, and Russell Wilson connecting with Tyler Lockett, and Metcalf. And... But here's how I'm going to answer this, the question on the part of the Cardinals defense. Um, you know, first of all, this is why I was begging on Twitter and in my articles for the Cardinals to add a, a defensive stud up front. You know, for whatever reason, you know, last year I was begging for a cornerback having just watched Tyler Lockett go for 175 yards and two TDs in the game before the, the trading deadline and a game that the Cardinals managed to eke out a win. But it told me they didn't have anyone on the roster who can cover him to man to man. And um, Murphy wasn't playing at his high level um, last year. Now he is, but which is great. But, at the time, so the Cardinals are, you know, have a void in that middle. Unfortunately, uh, Richard Lawrence and Lecky Foto have been slow developing. Um, they're big physical players, but they're not getting to the football. Um, they, they're not really um, the, the scheme itself needs tweaking, in my opinion. Um, and if I were Cliff Kingsbury, I'd rather have, you know, take the risk of giving up big plays than these long time-consuming, um, chew the clock, run it down your throat drives. So what I would do is, I mean, Jordan Hicks is a very good blitzer, um, and so is Buda Baker, uh, and and uh, Zayman Collins should be the same. I would do a whole ton of, of uh, run blitzing um, that if it converts to pass, you get after the passer and put a couple of my best athletes on the edges so to ward against screens and um, bounce out plays. Um, but they really ought to start to just be total, you know, go out full bore um, aggressive in these games and try to, you know, create negative plays. Um, Zach Allen got a beautiful one. He's been penetrating. He's one of the few. Zach Allen is in a space-eating classic tackle. Um, Zach Kerr, I thought, did a couple nice things. He's a physical player. You got to get someone like that in the middle. I mean, Corey Peters is trying like crazy, but the Cardinals sometimes, you know, get nostalgic and think that you have the same player. Um, you have the same person, but the Peters as yet has not shown to be his true self coming back from injury. Um, and uh, he's a spot player now. I don't think he's a, he's a starter, but maybe – Somehow he he um, experiences a renaissance between now and and next Sunday, but um, but you're gonna need some answers in the middle there. Um, I like Michael Dogby as a tackle, but again, like as a tackler, but again, you know he's not a nose guard, and uh, you know you're giving up size with him when you put him in at, at uh, you know defensive tackle or or 34 DN, which is on the interior. Um, but I, I would love to see the Cardinals just go full bore, you know, boogie on, on teams to try to force force their hand. Um, and I think it will make them more aggressive and more excited. excited and, um, and 
you know, uh, create the kind of negative plays and turnovers that this defense has been doing. Um, so, you know, I'm putting that in gear, I think would be great. On the flip side, hopefully on the offense, hopefully, uh, you know, the reason why the Panthers were so confident, you know, even the announcers on Fox, Kenny Albert said, and then talking to the, the Panthers defensive guys, they were very confident in how they were approaching the Cardinals because they, they saw on tape that the Cardinals have difficulty separating against sticky man coverage. And that was certainly the case in this game. Um, um, but let's face it too, is that, um, you know, the one thing that can take the romance out of sticky man coverage is having a dynamic dual threat quarterback. Uh, because if, if you've had, you know, playing man coverage, um, with a, with a running threat, at quarterback is a recipe at times for disaster because you can clear out whole sections of the field with, you know, running men on their routes and then have a quarterback exploit the defense into wide open areas on the run. So, you know, um, in this game, I mean, Colt McCoy is not really a threat to run much anymore. So uh, they knew they could pin their ears back and send those those edges, uh, you know, and look at Hassan Reddick. I mean, oh, boy, he was the best pass rusher on the field yesterday. Still mystified as to the decision to let him go, particularly since the price tag wasn't that, that high. Still mystified, too, as to why the Cardinals couldn't improve, you know, an offer on Stephon Gilmore. Um, you know, the Panthers got for a steal sixth rounder on um, that one still is mind boggling, particularly since Gilmore's contract this year, wasn't that expensive. Um, and, uh, you know, look at what he's doing to energize their defense. I mean, these are missed opportunities. I, I you know, we love what Steve crime has done to build this team and to rebuild its leadership. And that's, that's helped, but without, J.J. Watt. I mean, we also needed more interior help with Watt. Now, without him, um, this has become an issue for the Cardinals, and I don't know how um, exactly Vance Joseph is going to have to account for this, but he needs to do something. And that's my thought, is to you know, um, come after these teams uh, uh, you know, full bore. Um, don't play on your heels. If, if your players aren't <clears throat> are playing on their heels, then put them in motion moving forward um, with with by schemes. So that's a thought there. But but back to Kyler. Hopefully he'll be able to play this week. Um, you know I know that Cliff said that they're still going to watch him carefully, as as they should. Um, if Kyler can't play, I mean McCoy suffered the pec injury, um, and it was to his right side. So I'm holding it, um, and that is not good for a right-handed quarterback. I wouldn't expect him to be able to play this week with with that kind of soreness. I mean, if you ever had a pec injury, you can't throw a football without, you know, doubling over in pain. Um, that creates, you know, a situation where Chris Streveler would have to start. Um, I thought Streveler, um, besides the, the botched snap, which was tough, uh, which is always tough for a third-string quarterback coming in cold from a game with a – you know, an under center snap. Um, you know, that's that was too bad because it was a key situation. Um, 
and uh, the Cardinals were moving the ball with Strebler at that point. And, uh, you know, he's a tough kid, and I think with a week of prep, he could um, might maybe surprise people. But he does bring the, the running element um, back into the equation, and, uh, and he's tough as heck running the football. So um, that's an advantage if, if he's going to play. Um, it's going to behoove the Cardinals to bring in a quarterback another quarterback, uh, you know, if Kyler can't play, um, then they're going to need a, Q, a backup to Streveler. Uh, the guy that comes to my mind is uh, Kyle Sloter, uh, who um, was knows the system and was in the system with Kingsbury for for uh, much of a year of a season, Kingsbury's first year. Um, that might be a nice idea in addition where he could hop in there um, and and play a backup role. But hopefully Kyler's better now. Um, he still looks fa- like he's favoring the ankle, which is, you know, these high ankle sprains, they take a while. You know, um, and, and I have to make a point about these longer seasons is that, you know, 17-game season is – when people look down the line to make predictions in games, it's it's really a, a fool's errand because it's it's what's going on with the team you're playing at your opponent when you play them that matters. I mean, the the Panthers were thoroughly entered. They coming off a a tough loss where they lost their fifth game and their quarterback. Um, you know, suddenly get a jolt of energy with Cam in the building and. Cam's on the sideline firing everyone up, everyone up, and he contributes to their first two touchdowns. And, you know, they they got – plus, they got Christian McCaffrey back after a, a four-week absence. And McCaffrey's – the Panthers four, are 4-1 four and one, uh, this season when McCaffrey has started. So, you know, can one guy like that make a huge difference? Well, when you're Christian McCaffrey, you sure can. I remember going back – the year that he came out, I was all over. You know, Cardinals should take Christian McCaffrey, and all all I heard was, "You don't take a running back in the first round, and you never do that." And you know, and he's too small. And I said, you know, my argument was, you know, he's as, just as good a receiver as he is a running back, and you know, and a return man. Um, this kid's dynamic. You know, you look at the kid's feet, and you know, the Cardinals. You know, if they played the Panthers three weeks ago without McCaffrey, it's a whole different ball game, uh, isn't it? You know, and the other thing was is this was McCaffrey's second game back from his four-week hiatus, and he had fresh legs. I mean, you could see it; he was fresh and um, and ready to roll. Cam was fresh. I mean, you got fresh players on that side, PJ Walker, um, and you know their defense looked fresh uh, as. You know, obviously, um, they played an excellent game. Um, they they really got after it, um, and stifled up the Cardinals. So, but uh, it's when you play people that matter, and uh, the Cardinals have a task this week against the C- the Seahawks because Russell's back, um, and Russell was you know shaking off some rust yesterday, but you know these Seahawks. You know they they're in a must-win situation at, at three and six. Um, you know they've got to do something um, to flip the script on their season. They're going to be 
you know, doing everything they can to, to, uh, to win this football game next week. You just know it. And Russell's going to be, you know, dialed in and Cardinals have got to have an answer for that. They've got to come after him and, uh, and that whole, that whole offense, they've got to find a way to cover Lockett and Metcalf, um, Eskridge, you know, the, They've, they've got they've got their hands full. Uh, you know, people could look at the score. The Packers seventeen and nothing. Um, but we saw that Packers defense. That Packers defense, by the way, is is legit. I mean, they are playing. That's the best Packers defense I've seen in three decades. Uh, you know, when the Cardinals. When you look back at it now, after a slow start, they got it going in that second half against that defense. That that was a you know a big big deal. So, but as for shaking man coverage, the Cardinals, it would be great if they got DeAndre Hopkins back, obviously, because he knows how to, he's crafty and knows how to get separation, quick enough separation. He has a quarterback and get it to him in those spots. So that's for starters. For second is, you know, the Cardinals have speed and quickness with Kirk and um, Rondale Moore who they tried to involve in the passing game more yesterday, which was good. Uh, maybe he's poised and ready now to convert. Um, it wasn't getting the separation, though, that I thought he would get with his speed. But you've got to – when you run those guys on crossers and dig routes, uh, they're very difficult to defend. Um, and, and occasional go routes and, and deep posts, um, if you can buy the time to throw, throw them to those – we've seen that with Kirk. And we should be able to see it with more. And on the other end, you know, I'm kind of frustrated with AJ Green. Um, I'd love love to see them try Isabella, Andy Isabella, with his speed. I mean, few people can cover him off his break um, the same way we saw with Robbie An- Anderson yesterday. Um, and it may be a great time to dust him off and put him in there and create a deep threat um, because the the uh, the Seahawks' vulnerability is on the deep end of their third level of their defense. Um, you know, they can be beat deep um, repeatedly uh, in in their defense. Um, and their safeties, you know, are, Adams is not a true free safety, and they probably use him more in the pass rush than anything else. But, uh, but boy, it would be great to see um, the Cardinals take some deep, deep shots in this game and and really stretch the field out, make make the Seahawks defend them, um, and you know downfield where where it might be difficult um, for them to keep up with the likes of of Hopkins, Kirk, Moore, and Isabella. Um, no, I just AJ, AJ Green just not bringing a lot of energy and just doesn't look the part. Um, I, I just I don't know what's going on with him, but uh, and he's not getting separation. Um, he, they were on, on him like white on rice yesterday. I mean, they just gave him nothing, shut him down. Um, so uh, and he's he's someone who could probably post up and get when he gets leverage. But still, I think the Cardinals need an injection of speed. Of course, they miss um, Chase Edmonds in the passing game because his speed is a factor like to see them obviously now use uh, um, James Conner more in the passing game. Uh, and and that's going to be a k- huge key. But, 
this is a big one coming up this week. And, you know, when you think about it, Cardinals one and one without Kyler Murray. And if you had to pick the game for them to win, they won the right one. I mean, let's, let's give them credit where they deserve great credit. They won on the road in Santa Clara against a division opponent to go 3-0 and in the division. First time they've won three games in the division since uh, Cliff Kingsbury has arrived. That was huge, okay? And yesterday was an anomaly. The Cardinals have gave us nine weeks of exhilarating football. Um, they were, they got after it in all three phases and were, um, you know, one, you know, five yards away from winning all nine of them and a lucky field goal miss from winning all nine of them, um, and playing at the top of their, um, abilities and with high effort and energy. And now this week, uh, fortunately in the game against, um, the the Panthers, uh, you know, it, it it hurts to see McCoy injure the peck. That's 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 going to create an issue, perhaps. Um, but relatively, the Cardinals came through this game clean, which is huge for going into next week. So they certainly have to regroup this week. They've got to get the old routine back, reset, as they said they've said after every win to zero zero and try to go one or zero. Um, you know, it's a big one, big one in Seattle. Uh, oh boy. Um, really looking forward to it. It'd be challenging. And I think interesting to see, um, how the Cardinals respond. This is their first real, real taste of adversity. I mean, the Packers game was going to be a, you know, down to the wire, you know, they took out all the way down to the wire, had a chance to pull it off. Um, and that Packers team is one of the best in the league. Um, but, uh, you know, um, this week is big because uh, imagine if, you know, Cardinals can prevail in this one, what that does for them going into the bye week um, and for their prospects for coming back from the bye week. Um, but there are a lot of questions that need to be answered during the week. And, uh um, and we've got to answer these, you know, the formula for beating the Cardinals is pretty clear. Let's see what, how the coaches attack this and uh, see, you know, the challenges on them and the players for reversing the script on this uh, from what they saw uh, against the Packers and in the Panthers um, and at home versus the 49ers earlier in the year who they really initiated this script uh of trying to pound the ball and beat the Cardinals on long drives. Fortunately, in that game against the 49ers, they stopped four out of five fourth downs. <laughs> that was huge. Um, but, uh, um, <clears throat> you know, they're going to need to need to do more of the same moving forward. But, the, but I think if we put them more in forward gear on offense, on defense and really make it fun and, and aggressive, they have a better chance to give the Cardinals offense more time on the field in that case. And then with Murray um, coming back, hopefully sooner rather than later, it can open up this offense again. And uh, one of the thought was that I posted on Twitter, I'll finish with this, is that, uh, you know, Cardinals, if you look at their home games, have really been sluggish. Uh, even the Texans game was a slow start. 
um, you know, they struggle at home on the road. They look vastly different, more focused. So my thought was, hey, teams have done this before. Why not have them check into a hotel as a team the night before home games? Uh, you know, take those rooms away from from fans coming in from the opposite team, and uh, you know, and bond as a team and treat it like a home game, like an away game. You know, spend the night um, and uh, you know, uh, and get mentally and physically ready and prepared to take it as if you know the way they've been doing on the road so effectively so that's a thought i mean um i might if i were cliff kingsbury say if we don't respond better in the next home game we might do that you know but amazing thing is the cardinals only have three more home games uh you know they seem like they played forever on the road but you know this year they have to play nine road games because of the schedule and uh you know, so they're on the road the next two games, um, and and then they have three of the last five at home. So, you know, it's they're they're what three and two at home this year. So, um, you know, that's something to address. Uh, hopefully, they can take care of business and start, um, you know, playing better at home as we see you know see them push forward down the stretch. So. I'll uh, be interested in your thoughts on the Revenge of the Birds. Also uh, on Twitter, um, um, want to engage and you know, want to hear your answers to beating this this formula. Um, it's out there. It's on tape. Um, would love to hear your creative ideas. So please chime in. Thanks to all of you for listening in. Thanks to Kyle Ledbetter, the Little Rock with with the big heart, who does this podcast so well and. Uh, Until next time, may the red rain pour down on our Cardinals and all of you into the red, red sea. Red rain.